0: Welcome to the industry panel at the 2019 Big Pine Comedy Festival. We are so glad you're here. Thank you so much. Jackie Fabulous. Come join us. Um, I'm your host for this panel, Mary Upchurch. We're going to be meeting and learning from these fantastic industry folks. And to get us started, I'm going to start down here on the left, uh, and we'll come down the road. Just tell us your name and who you work for or your club, what do you do, and then we'll keep going down the line. We'll start with Ron. Uh, uh,
1: my name is Ron Reed. I am. Uh, my company is called Artists West Entertainment, and we were recently voted third of the top 30 comedy agencies in the country, if you go by alphabetical order.
2: Uh-huh. I am uh, Rick Bronson. Uh, Woo! Oh, well, thank you. Uh, is that Jackie? Yeah. Uh, I own the uh, House of Comedy in Phoenix, in Minnesota and the Comic Strip in Edmonton, Alberta and a couple more clubs coming up this year. Um and we also have a management division under the Stand Group with partners in New York City representing some fine talent such as yourself. Uh,
0: I'm charlie <laughs> All right,
3: I'm charlie Santello. I run the uh, no. That
0: might not sound
2: on. Dead. Okay.
3: I, this I got one. Oh, I up, oh, so
2: I got. It.
3: So I'm Charlie Sotelo. I run South by Southwest Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas.
4: Yeah. I'm Nyla Jirani. I'm a casting producer, and I cast for shows like America's Got Talent, The Gong Show, Undercover Boss, and a lot of other reality shows that you don't know about.
5: Love it. <laughs> uh, I'm Tom Sims. I own Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale, Arizona. Thank you.
2: Oh, and if anyone thinks Tom and I don't right. get
5: along, we're friends,
2: by the way, okay?
6: <laughs> uh, I'm Susan Thompson. I work with Jay Kirsch Entertainment, and we, uh, we do the bookings for a number of clubs in British Columbia and throughout uh, parts of Canada. I'm, I'm Jackie Fabulous.
0: to this great panel. Thanks for being here uh, on this last day of Big Pine Comedy Festival. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right, let's get going with the questions. So um, for all of you, what do you look for in a performer that you want to work with? Who wants to take that one first? What do you look for in a performer you want to work with?
4: I'm the only one who picked up the mic, so I'll go first. Um, Honestly, first, professionalism. I want somebody who is professional. Um, You know, I was talking to other industry people, and at the end of the day, yes, I want to have a friendly relationship with you, but I'm sorry to say this, but you're not my new best friend. Um, It's it's sad to say that, so, but it's the truth. I don't need to be getting, you know, text messages from you at 3.30 or at 6 a.m., it needs to be professional, keep it between nine and five. That's my biggest pet peeve, is just keep it professional. And also somebody that's also fun to work with, you know, um, and follows directions. If I say, hey, I need a two minute tape one month from now, don't ask me in a month, when do you need that tape? It's already said in the email, look back first, you know, Um, follow directions. When I ask for a tape, don't send me your website and say, oh, my my stuff's on my website. Go check it out. You know, um, I'm looking for somebody who's putting their work in. You know, I work with thousands of people all the time. I get thousands of emails and submissions all the time. So you need to do half your work so I can do my work as well. Nice. All right. Who else would like
0: to take that?
2: Sure. Um... I guess I can say from a comedy club booking standpoint, one, we're always looking for crowd pleasers. We want comics that are going to do well. We want comics that are going to make an audience say, shit, this was a lot of fun. Let's come back again next week. From a personal standpoint, I'm looking for, you know, being in this for 35 years, I now look for comics that surprise me. I love hearing a comic that when you hear a joke from them, you think to yourself, no one else can do that joke. That is so uniquely that comic's joke. And that doesn't happen as much in this day and age of parallel thought where we have a lot of comics doing a lot of similar material, a lot of similar ideas. So when you find a voice that just sounds so unique and so fresh and so true to themselves, I find that very inspiring.
0: Nice, Tom, would you like to weigh in as a, as a club owner?
5: Um, you know, just to reiterate what yeah, the other both panelists said, uh, you know, somebody that's obviously funny, but somebody that's not gonna be a pain in the ass to be around or, you know, be jerks to my staff or whatever, just somebody that's, uh, you know, cool to hang around.
0: I like it. I'd also like to hear from you, Ron, on that one, because um, it's a slightly different perspective with, uh, with your specialty.
1: Well, uh, oddly enough, I, I would say exactly both what uh, Rick and Nyla said those are all the characteristics that we all look for um that you know we, we're looking for people who are professional uh the analysis <laughs> like if if we ask you for a clip or a tape do not say go to my website i mean that's i mean I, i'm just going to reiterate I, I don't mean to, to, no, to harp on that but we hear that all the time uh, you got a high resolution headshot go to my website <laughs> you know Um, so that's it and in terms of uh, quality we're all looking for the same thing really we're looking for people who are um, original and uh, surprise us because you know the essence of comedy is surprise and for us who've been doing this a really long time it's just you know if you start hearing the same jokes over and over again or same premises with no new direction you just you know you're hey, you go (laughs) you know so
0: thank you Thanks so much, great advice. Um, so, along that same vein, how does somebody get onto your radar? Susan?
6: Uh, I would say actually taking the initiative to come to a festival is a very good start. You've got a lot of industry here. Yeah, it's, it's actually impressive to see the number of comics that are here. Like it, this is the best place for us to see so many people in one place. Uh, it's not cost effective for you guys to always get to us, Uh, all war, all over the place, Um, and it's a little bit easier if there's one or two festivals you can get to. That's great. Awesome.
0: I like it. Rick, did you have a thought on that one? How does somebody get onto your radar? Uh,
2: No, I would absolutely reiterate uh, exactly what Susan just said. I mean, being visible, uh, just be visible, be visible, be visible. Um, Whether it's at the festival or if it's at hanging out in your local comedy club, even if you're not getting a ton of spots yet, but by hanging around and just by being there, eventually something will happen, you'll start to get those spots. Be visible. And uh, I will say that most of you have done a great job. I really feel individually here that I have probably spoken to, I feel like I've spoken to almost every delegate that's here, almost every comic, which is great, which is something that couldn't happen at a massive festival like Just for Laughs in Montreal. So by having these, bu- these boutique festivals, I find them just incredible way for, especially a lot of the talent that's here. I mean, a lot of you guys are four, five, six, seven years in. So to have an opportunity to be able to meet with a lot of industry at this stage of your career, is I think is huge, you know? I think it's a really good opportunity to get on our radars. And these festivals certainly put you on your our radars. And there's been at least three or four acts that I saw here that I had no clue about before. And now I'm really, really encouraged. But one of those guys, I'll just say, I loved Pedro Gonzalez last Woo! night. Don't know if oh, so funny. Here. But really smart, just a great writer. Loved the character, loved the act. And uh, yeah, never even heard of him until, big pun.
4: Nice, very cool. Can you say the question one more time? Yeah,
0: what are... Um How does somebody get on your radar? Um,
4: Susan and I were actually talking about this this morning, so I'm going to give her half credit. I was like, I'm going to take that. I'm just going to say it on the panel. I'll Um, take that. (laughs) Uh, What's it called? The biggest thing that really gets me is somebody who's positive or I, I notice, is someone who's positive and knows how to sell themselves. Like, you guys should have a 30 second pitch on who you are. I personally, as a casting producer, I'm constantly going and trying to get other jobs when I'm not working at AGT or The Gong Show or whatever. So I have to have a nice little, like, sales pitch. And mine is I'm so good at research that guys don't want to date me because I find out everything. That tells anybody who's hiring me that I'm a strong researcher. I constantly go after it. I don't stop. I'm crazy, you know? I'm passionate, if you will, you know? So, you know, when somebody's like, oh, tell me about yourself. Have like a nice 30-second sales pitch of who you are and not just, oh yeah, I've been doing comedy. So somebody who's like that, that really grabs my attention.
0: Love it. Thanks so much. Jackie, what would you add? Do I not matter?
4: Um,
7: as, as a comedian who, I just worked for two of the club owners on this panel right now and AGT. And be persistent is my, because a lot of comics, we, we, a lot of comics we get personal where we like, well, they didn't return my email. They get thousands of emails a year, and they not, they're not going to open them all up. They kind of go by word of mouth. They are research they know what you're doing, even though you don't think, you don't think that they are. They know where you're working, and they know if you're working. That's why your social media has to be up to date. You should have a website. You should have your show dates on there, because these club owners and bookers and um, companies, they research you all the time. And if you're not active and professional in what they see when they click on your website or Facebook or Twitter, they don't want you. So, and when you do send a video, make sure it is a killer video. I've seen videos that were just mediocre as hell. If you're not killing, then why would he send me this and no one's enjoying them? You, got, you know, so you're selling success before they book you. And that's kind of a lie, but you know, the social media is a lie. So you gotta put, you know, even if you're doing an open mic three nights in a row, put it somewhere so they can see proof that you're not only a comedian in your own bathroom in your head. Could I I follow
2: Jackie's up? The other advice I would give you is when one of those club owners that does book Jackie Fabulous walks over to her and gives her a hug, don't pull back and go, who the fuck are you again? And have to say, you just had barbecue at my house two weeks ago? I
7: didn't say fuck, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) And you were dressed up. You were a different man. I did
2: look different. I did. But it was my favorite moment of the festival, Jackie. I want you to know. (laughs)
7: I didn't bullshit him. I didn't go Hollywood and, and I, be like, hey!
2: And, and I actually complimented Jackie for that, yes. for being transparent and being absolutely yeah. honest. Don't I said, bullshit who the hell is it.
4: this hugging me? I don't know you, and that's real. <laughs> also, don't be offended if we don't remember you. That's, I mean, we feel bad. Trust us. We do. But don't, don't be offended. Just, just do what Jackie did or what he did and make fun of it and move on.
6: Susan, what do you think? Uh, I, yeah, like Nyla and I, we were talking this morning, like I was in sales for years and I'm surprised how many people are like, I'm not in sales. Yes, you are, you're selling yourself. Most of you, you're not gonna have agents. Jenny even mentioned it yesterday, not to use fake agent, we know, we're not stupid. <laughs> um, but you know, p- like have that really good quick blip, be funny, be memorable, elevator pitch in that email or if I meet you in person, don't give me a limp ass handshake, I hate that more than anything or it's like squishy, I'm like gross, you are crush crushing caterpillars. Have a decent handshake, and you know, look us in the eye. You know, if it's only 30 seconds, say your name. Where are you from? Like, we remember that. Like, it's if a you've business. got a confidence, especially like, if you have a fun
7: because we, we tend to think that we don't work for anyone. We get very arrogant comedians who are career comics. I don't have a boss. I don't work for anybody. I'm an entrepreneur. All these guys are my employers, or they have been at some point and will be in the future. So you do work for them. I know it feels like we don't because we don't have, you don't file our taxes all the time or we live alone or whatever. But. We work for these guys, so you have the same way back in the day when you were working at your job and you had to interview and look nice and sound professional and shake a hand properly and look him in the eye. It's the same shit. It's not, nothing has changed. You just don't work there every day.
2: Jackie hit the keyword, and, and, and I will say this about Jackie. She's an absolute professional when she mm-hmm. shows up. She's on time. She doesn't stir any shit up. She's yeah. easy to work with. The other comics enjoyed working with her. Be a professional. When you do get your opportunity, be a pro
0: like it. So along the lines of being visible, and I think we're kind of blending into this, what are some of the red flags that you might watch for in a performer? And is there anything that might make you just kind of walk away from somebody or, or you know, not work with them? Yes. I'll go.
6: (laughs) Blaming your audience if something's not going well. I don't like if somebody makes a quick comment at the audience or the number of people that are there. Mike McDonald said it best. We had a show with him not that long, or quite a few years ago. He was just coming back into performing after he was sick. And he walked into a room, there was maybe 12 people, and he gave that audience the best show he could. He didn't say anything about the crowd, he just gave it 150%. And it was probably one of the best, most intimate shows we've ever seen. I would just say. Don't blame the audience for stuff. If your material's not working, you better be ready to change it up quickly. You need to get into that club a few minutes early. Check out the demographic. What staff is on there? Are there specials on? Are there holidays coming up? That stuff you guys should be aware of so that your material might be a little more relevant to what's going on, but change it up. And don't hibernate
7: in the green room, or don't hibernate, you know, to go small green in your car. Like, I always stand out and watch who's coming in and who's in the audience when the feature and the whole, because I want to know, is it all girls, mostly women, gays, blacks, who's in the room? So I can know when I get up there, read the room. Too many comics hibernate before they're set, and that that hinders you, it doesn't help you. You want to see who's coming to the show.
0: What are some more red flags?
3: Um, You know, I'd say in a festival situation, I've absolutely not invited people back who are just bad vibes you know um you're there for three or four or five days with all these people and if you're you know the shitty one taking other people sequestering that you know getting them to turn on other people and just talking negative being negative you're ruining the vibe and no one wants that at their festival
5: uh one thing i'd mention um you know i get a lot of friend requests from comedians that i don't know and i i I get it you want to you know be seen and all of that and you want me to see what you're up to and that's great uh but that also means I can see all the drama that you're involved with. And uh, going back to what I said before, it's like some people, it's like, I, I don't want to deal with any of that. So that plays that's into that That's why it I blocked
7: you. I don't need you to see my personal
5: yeah, shit. Yeah, that's right. That's why I booked you again.
0: All right, some solid advice there. Anything else you want to add?
4: Yeah, for yes. sure. Um, something like that I personally try to stay away from is, um, I have to think, if you're hard to work with, with me, you're gonna be hard to work with with my producers. And that, that's where I shut off right immediately. If I'm like, no, if you're, not, if you're constantly taking long time to answer, you're giving one word answers, I'm calling you, you're not answering back, making excuses, I'm just like, well, I don't even know if you're gonna show up to set that day. You know, I, I can't trust that. Um, <clears throat> if every time I see you, you're out and you're drunk, that's another thing. So you know, just know that we go out to all these shows all the time. I go to vape shops in Silver Lake, I, go to, I used to go to Hooters on, on Hollywood Boulevard to find people, and I would talk to people and see which ones were the partiers and which ones are actually taking the craft seriously. Um, so if you're out there having a good time, great, but just know people are always watching. Um, and again, another thing that's a red flag is, again, uh, I hate saying this, again, but you guys are not my new best friends. <laughs> Uh don't you don't need to tell me, you know, what's going on in your life. I'm not your therapist. I'm not your counselor. Um, I'm a casting producer working for a television show. So just just understand that. You know, we are industry. Be professional. If you're not going to be professional with me, I I got to walk away.
0: All right. So, what is your process or how do you vet or scout new talent? How
3: do you do it? Um I I like to, well, first of all, uh, festivals are great for that but when I'm not at fest I like to spend a week in a town and just hang out uh, at shows every single night talk to every comedian I you know that will talk to me and uh, you know you, you do that there's like there's I'd say 10 12 cities in this country if you're one of the top comics in that city pretty much most of us will hear about you um, you know relatively relatively soon so um, You know, that's how, you know, I find so many uh, really talented young comedians that way, and then they end up at festivals like this, and, um, well, you know, from there, it's just a matter of time, really, if you, you know, are actually talented.
7: My opinion, uh, and this, well, my career, I would say is 80% word of mouth, 20% talent. Like, your reputation will be what people will hear about before they hear about whether or not you're funny. And I get most of my jobs, they come through referrals. I'll have a more senior comic or a celebrity comic refer me. And then they'll be, okay, well, if so-and-so likes you, let me watch your tape. To even open your email, they may need a referral. So just keep in mind how important your reputation is and who you are online and how you handle uh, shows that didn't go well. Because they watch you mostly when shit doesn't go well. So, word of mouth is most of my career, and then after that, I have to, I have to pressure to de- deliver once they hear about, I like Jack, I heard about her, and now I gotta go kill. But before I get to the actual plays, they've already heard all about you, all about me. So don't forget that who you are matters before the talent. Thank you.
5: Tom? Um, for me, I'm, for headliners, uh, you know, I'm, I've only been open uh, a couple of years, so I'm still, I, I'm still afraid of risk. I don't want to book someone and and have it go terrible. So with very few exceptions, I've only booked headliners that I've actually seen in person, if not performed with them before. Um, So just my little world, it's very sort of difficult to come in and headline if I've never seen you or you're just some rant. You may be great in Cleveland or wherever you're from, but I don't know. I've never seen you. I I assume you are because you sent a great video, but I'm not going to... book just from a video, I'm just not gonna do that. I like to go out though, I like to, I enjoy finding a comedian that I've never seen before, uh, and just blows me away, that's that's great. So I like to go out to Las Vegas whenever I can, or Los Angeles, or things like this, and, and just see people for myself. Um, and more than once, I booked someone that, uh, they sent me a video, and I was like, meh. And then I saw him live, and then I got it. So, but I, I definitely lean towards seeing somebody live first, that's just for me.
4: Um, I, I definitely go other places than clubs, so I use Instagram, YouTube. Um, weirdly, I, do, I actually do Bumble Biz. Uh, you know, you can actually swipe right on people in your same industry. So on Bumble, there's friendship, dating, and business. And so I have a lot of, uh, in LA, there's a lot of performers. So I'll just go and swipe all day long, right and left on, on performers. If you're like an accountant, I swipe left. If you're a dancer, I swipe right. So using little things like that, I definitely find people. Weirdly, Airbnb has experiences. That's how I learned how to do fire eating. And they have comedy classes, comedians like you showing... You know, tourists, how to do a comedy show or be in a, write a comedy thing, and then go do a comedy class. I'm on that, looking at the comedians who are running the classes, and then I go reach out to them. Um, I go to Facebook and I have added myself <clears throat> ridiculously to every com- comedy group in every state, city. You know, I'm even in Qatar. So, India, Pakistan, my cousin has a music fest over there. So now I'm on a comedy fest over there that I'm watching over there. So make sure you're using all outlets because I go on Facebook and I put hashtag ventriloquist, and that's how I found Darcy Lynn. So, you know, just know how to use social media on top of, you know, going to the clubs and doing the open mics, you know, because that's how people who are in TV like me find you guys
1: uh we i'm going to reiterate we talked the other day about personal referrals from somebody we're already working with and that uh is a client uh so that that i'm going to reiterate that on 180 degrees from that we uh our website for we actually take unsolicited submissions so uh, our website has a contact uh link contact us and you click click on it you clink on it you clink on it and uh we respond to every single email we get even if somebody is inappropriate for or not what we're looking for we will set we will write back and say uh thank you uh our roster is full uh sometimes you know a little white lie and uh you're going to hear that by the way not only from me (laughs) <laughs> and, but, but we do we, we respond to every single person if somebody uh, looks or sounds interesting to us uh, we, we say send us a link send us your stuff let us take a look the point of the story is if, if a door opens stick your foot in it e- even if it seems like oh, I, I should, I'm not going to do this because they'll never respond I don't even know why they. well we do and uh, we're probably not the only ones who do that
4: I just want to jump on that. There's, there's a lot of people that I do approach. Um, I was at the North, Cal- uh, North Carolina Comedy Festival uh, with Jenny Stinsel. and uh, I approached somebody and said, oh, my God, you're the most amazing thing. You're awesome. Have you ever thought about being on TV? And the first thing out of his mouth was, oh, no, no. You know, I, that, that to me is, you know, disheartening because I'm coming up to you and telling you you're great. You should be on my show, you know. So that's something I also notice um, you know how how positive people are. I, I definitely want to work with people who believe in themselves. Good advice. Good tip. What would you add, Tom?
5: One thing I was gonna I uh, would mention about referrals. Uh, again, I can only speak for myself. Um, you know, another comedian referring somebody—that's one thing. Uh, you know, comedians are trying to hook their friends up, and I understand all that. It, it might maybe put someone in my radar and make me go find out about them, but. Um, like uh, another club owner referring somebody to me is a whole different thing. If you can get a club owner to back you, th- that I'm going to listen to. I would, I would almost book a comic unseen from, from another club owner just because they know what the risks are for another club owner to, to take a risk on somebody. So if you can get somebody to refer you that way, that, that carries a lot of weight with me anyway.
0: Great. And a nice variety of answers there from social media to referrals. I like it. Um, next question uh, for the panel: what is something you wish comedians knew?
4: How to put a signature on an email. <laughs> that is the biggest ooh, annoyance for me. You guys, not you guys in particular, because I pretty much know 90-95% of you. But um, people email me all the time from Sent from iPhone. And then I respond back and I don't hear back from them for two or three weeks because for some reason I put links in the email and it's shot to their spam or something. I don't have a way of getting in contact with you. Now I just sent you a message on Facebook. It went to your other box. And now Gong Show's cast and I can't cast you done it's over
0: so so nyla you're saying um in your email like your reply it should have like your name and maybe
4: your email and phone number yeah name email phone number social media it's not hard guys go to google go to settings go to signature make it there and if you really really are on your iphone go to a previous email copy it and put it on your new it's or just write it out you know i mean it's again it's half of the work so we can get in touch with you
5: uh a couple things that i would mention one thing to understand uh and again i just own this one little club and i get hit up all day every day i can't imagine some of you know these other bookers who book for multiple places but just if you can keep that in mind that you that you are up against 10 million other people so be very easy to book and to respond to. Like when I get an email, like they mentioned earlier, don't tell me I can find you on YouTube. I know I can find you on YouTube. I'm not going to go find you on YouTube. Have your links, have anything that I would I would want to know in that email already. Just I, I don't want to have to go look, it's going to make it a lot easier. It's very easy just to delete your email. Don't give us a reason to do that. So if you, I think if you understand how busy, at least I, I can tell you I am, uh, just have everything that I need right there. And one little very specific thing that I used to do when I was a comedian trying to get gigs, but now I love when comics do that. If I do engage you in an email and we have like a, a little back and forth, uh, use the same email chain, yes. right? Uh, even, you know, even if you've been booked already and you've been, we've been using the same email chain for five years or whatever, just if you can keep it there because I get people that'll email me and say, hey, I can do that weekend. I, I don't know who you are or what weekend you're talking about or anything, but if, if I have kind of the history in that one email, I'm like, oh, that's that that's that girl. Okay, fine. Um, so that, that helps me a lot now if you guys can keep that.
4: Because we forget things all the time. I can't remember. Ri- I mean... I can't reiterate that as much you know it's uh it's very true like people will send me 12 different emails and I'm like I don't remember where your unlisted YouTube link audition is now I have to go through 12 different emails so yeah that's a huge try to keep it in the same email thread like a text message totally
2: and whatever you do do not send a dead link test your email first don't send a dead link What does that mean when a link know. that doesn't work where they think oh, it's dead. an active work. Or to, a okay. private YouTube
6: Susan? Um, yeah. I have some clubs that from time to time, as much as you guys have probably had this happen already, no doesn't mean forever, it means right now. Um, sometimes I'm literally sending you an email and I have a booker on the other end already going, yeah, we'll book them. And you're kind of going, send me your headshot and your bio, I don't have it. If I don't get it, I have to go on to the next comic. Um, so keep it on your phone if you can. Everybody's, everybody here's got a phone. I was about to say, faster. Like when I'm
7: trying to refer comics, they're like, okay, well, I'm on the road right now when I get home. And by the time you get home, they've already booked the weekend out. Like, your phone should have your resume, your bio, your links, your email. Put it in a document and cut and paste forever. But I've referred comics and they've taken forever. I'm like, you lost it. I told you they want somebody this weekend. So you gotta be faster. Some of you guys are slow as fuck. Just There's have it a, in your phone. Uh, and get it out faster! I have everything I always need in my phone all the time because I'm not at home, clearly. And, and you know, and when you're somebody who travels for a living, you got to have it. In your, your laptop is not around. You got to find a way to plug it up. Your phone is never not in your hand. So just be faster with it.
2: There's a site you guys might want to look at, or a company that's called Bazooka, uh, uh, like Bazooka but with an M. And this is for music and comedy. And what these guys are trying to do right now is develop a database for entertainers where they can maintain their own content in there so that people like us can access it. That way we have your most current videos, your most current headshots, your most current bios. And it's going to take a while for a system like that to happen. They've attempted them before. But with these big databases, you guys can set yourselves up. One, it's never going to hurt your SEO and your visibility online, Uh, but two, it does give abilities to people like us to search to see if you are on sites like Mazooka and we can get all of your most recent information so that we have it at our disposal to be able to produce and promote your shows.
0: Rick, what is
4: SEO?
2: Search engine optimization. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. I'm a tech geek. Yeah.
4: Just to, just to jump on what Jackie said too, is like be fast and be proactive. Jackie, when producers reached out to you and said, hey, we need this, they needed it right away, right? And if you ever get on a show like mine, we don't have time. Our producers are on our asses. They're like, "Where's the tape? Where's Jackie's tape?" I'm like, "Ah!" ah, ah. You know, I don't want to look bad. Jackie didn't do that. She was great. She was fast. I have, I have nobody has said one negative thing about her in our office. They love her. Um, but just another one other thing. I understand comedians struggle with paying bills. I get it. You guys struggle. Hey, we've all. Oh, We've all been there, Um, but what's really smart is getting a Google Voice number. It's attached to your Gmail. It's free, and if that number shows up on your phone, you know it's business. You know it's not a telemarketer. You know it's not someone trying to get you to pay their bill or your bill, (laughs) you know. Get a Google Voice number, because every single time that phone rings with that number, it's one of us, essentially.
5: One thing that I would add, and uh, you bookers might disagree with this, but... this is the I don't mind this so when I book I book uh you know I'm not just the booker I'm also the owner so I'm doing a lot of other things so when I when I'm when I'm not in that active window of when I'm booking I'm just not thinking about booking so when I do sit down I'm booking a whole bunch of comics for a whole bunch of dates and then I'm done thinking about it until the next time so one thing that I tell comics and this is where you guys can chime in but if I send you a date unless you know that you can't do it, just book it with me. And then later on down the road, if it turns out that you can't, just let me know. I, 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 believe me, I can find another comic very easily, but what I don't want to have to do is remember, oh, did I, did I get back to that guy, is he book-? I don't want to have to think about that. Now obviously, if every time I book you, you do this, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna keep sending you dates. But in general, I, I just want to check that box, I'm done, I'm booked until March or whatever it is, and then I'm, I can move on, so
6: you add something yeah. yeah i was just gonna say with what jackie and nyla were saying like when we say we want it right now like i maybe i got a little jaded over time i was like they're never gonna send it and I, one in particular one carlos rodriguez uh i met him at a festival once before and literally within 15 minutes of me asking him for the stuff he sent all this stuff. i was like i was not expecting it i was so excited i was like oh this is so nice i ended up booking him in two clubs we have to rebook those dates um but the fact is that he got two weeks worth of work out of it, like it was, it was right there.
0: Very cool. Um, we'd love for you to share with us, what has been your favorite memory or experience from your job? What's been your favorite memory or experience from your job?
6: When I got it. <laughs> okay. when I was a comic uh, I, in Vancouver and I kind of keep to myself and I watch people and I watch the rooms and I watch the clubs. I would go in and kind of do my own thing and i happened to find out that the club that uh i worked with all the time they were looking for a booker and a manager and i literally went what do you need and they went what do you think we need pitched it and i got the job
0: very cool what else what's been your favorite memory
3: um you know at our festival we make an effort to um bring together a lot of different types of industries with the comedians. You know, we're a, a music, film, and tech industry. So uh, for me, it's really satisfying when, you know, you, uh, a comedian and a filmmaker, a comedian and, uh, you know, any other sort of media maker get together and then go on to something so much bigger. Um, you you know there's it happens all the time at our festival Uh, the one that I talk about because he tweeted it out is um, you know Judd Apatow met uh, uh, Chris Gethard Pete Holmes and Kumail Nanjiani at our festival and within two years had you know significant projects with all three of them Kumail's uh, presenting on the Oscars and you know that just man that makes you feel really great it feels it makes you feel like you uh, you know, I don't have kids, so for me, comedy is my kid, and it feels, um, you know, like maybe I'm doing something right. Nice. You
5: know. For me, uh, I, I know this is going to sound corny, but she asked, I'm going to answer. Uh, I'm very hands-on at the club, so I greet everybody when they come in, and I'm there when they leave. And, uh, you know, on those nights when the comedy was just amazing and, the, and the, the looks on their faces when they leave, and you could just tell they had they had a night, and they come up and they're thanking the comedians, and they thank me for even doing the those, that's, that's the best, for sure. That's the most rewarding part.
4: I love it. Um, I, I, I feel like anytime anybody I've worked hard with for years, like Eric, <laughs> I tried getting him on the Gong Show, I tried working with him, I think the year before, and then this year it worked out that I got him on AGT, and I happened to be in the crowd, and I was on the side just with tears in my eyes. I mean, anytime anybody I'm working with gets on stage, I'm, I'm like a mama, just proud and happy, and that's, that's why I do this, that's why I go to so many festivals, because I want to be the casting producer that casts the first comedian who wins AGT. It is like a die-hard, obsessive passion, that's why I'm going to 13 festivals this year, on my own, um, like taking time off. Um, but I think the biggest joy was when I, uh, my first year at AGT, I cast Darcy Lynn, and she won the show, so that was a big, like, Ooh, I think I have a job next year, so that was good. Oh my
0: gosh, that's awesome. Anybody else like to share? All right, uh, thank you for the work you do. I have that passion is just really, really great. Um, hope you're thinking about your questions. We're gonna open it up to everybody in just one more, one more question from the panel, so be ready. Um, lastly, what's the best advice you've ever been given?
4: Uh, that I should not work in production and that I should move into casting. Nice. Yeah, someone said I talk too much and that I shouldn't work on set. <laughs>
5: okay.
2: I, I talked about this. <laughs> well, you were there, Mary. I talked about this a little earlier at the uh, two o'clock uh, podcast. That uh, or the two o'clock. Uh, yep. um, wow. uh, whatever it was. What? Where? Where the hell? It was five days. Camel. I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sleep. Yeah. Um, But uh, I got an opportunity to work with this mother's Brothers, who were wonderful to work with, and uh, one gave me two great tips. One, first and foremost, was we were playing theaters, and at that point it was one of my first experience in theaters. And I was just used to always looking down at the audience. And then they asked me after, how come you don't look at the audience? I said, I'm always looking at the audience. And he goes, well, you know, there's two other balconies as well. And he just, uh, both Tom and Dick reminded me, engage everyone. Sure, you can't see them, but when you at least look up, then it looks like you're engaging them to be part of the spectacle. So that was a great tip. But they gave me the uh, oldest adage in show business, one of them, and that was simply don't burn any bridges on the way up and don't burn them on the way down. You're in this business to make friends and you don't know who anybody is going to be a week from now, a year from now, you know, Nyla right now is essentially doing doing this, but she could end up producing her own show a year from now, and you're gonna want her as a friend and an ally, you know what I'm saying? So uh, just treat, I I said this earlier, treat everyone by the golden rule, you know? That's the best advice I could give you. Thank you, Rick.
5: Uh, Yeah, I'll jump on the the back of Rick's statement there. I, um, uh, very early on when I was uh, just starting out in comedy, I did a guest spot at some club that, I don't even think it's there anymore, in Denver, and uh, it was just a five minute guest spot because I was out of town. And the headliner was very funny, but he's very nice to me. He was very, very nice to me. And fast forward to me opening my club 10 years later, or whatever it is, this, this guy emailed the club. He didn't remember me, obviously. He didn't know I owned the club. He was just sending a very nice booking email. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I booked him immediately because I remembered how funny he was, but how cool he was to me. And uh, I told him I picked him up at the airport, and you know he still had no idea who I was. And I told him that story, but just you know you never know where somebody's going to be. You know, just be cool to people.
6: Just be nice, Susan. Uh, I would say be nice. I think I said that yesterday too. Um, and I do remember at one point um, I have trouble when I read social media. I take it personal. I'm like, oh, somebody said something nasty about the club or me, and I'm like, this is like I don't even like to go on the Vancouver forum. I'm like, ooh, this is gross. Um, But I had Doug Stanhope in the club. Within a couple weeks of opening or taking over in the club, I messaged Stanhope's management and he said, yeah, we're coming out. We would love to tag on another show. And I was like, oh my god. He was probably one of the nicest guys when he came in. Uh, He's very eccentric. Everybody knows that. And uh, he ended up taking the time to talk to me before and after the show. Um, about some stuff that's been going on or how I'm dealing with it. And he did say, he says, there's two groups of comics. One group wants to control what people say and do and the other group of comics who are funny and are working on being funny, just be funny. And I was like, that's awesome.
0: All right, Jackie, do you have any advice for our group that might be the advice, the best advice we've ever gotten? All
7: right, that's a lot of pressure. Um. (laughs) You can do it. Uh, In hindsight, I would say trust your talent and don't be too thirsty because desperation repels bookers, TV shows, festivals. And I'm guilty of the emailing a thousand times, calling, Facebooking, Instagramming, knowing they're going to be in town and going to the club and be like, hey, I heard you're going to be here. And I knew she was going to be there. And it works because you have to be persistent and consistent and professional. And you have to be in their face to a certain degree. But if you get thirsty with it, they'll just stop emailing you back. They'll ignore your calls. The word will get out that don't, Jackie, she's too much. I can't. I know. I heard she's funny, but she's a pain in the ass. So you just have to figure out a nice balance between I want it, but I don't want it so much where I'm going to die if I don't get it. Let go of the need. If I don't get this, I'm, gonna, I'm never going to work again. You are. But you just have to not make it seem as if you won't breathe if, if you know, Sir crazy doesn't book you. Because he might not need you right now. He might have had back-to-back women and he needs a different whatever. They have a lot of reasons why they book the way they book. And it may seem unfair when you look at their website. But they have a plan. They have a system. They have a demographic. They have an audience they have to please. So there's a lot of reasons why you may not get what you think you want. But if you get too thirsty, nobody wants you. That's in dating and entertainment.
0: (laughs) Great advice. Thank you. Tom.
5: Oh, I was just picking up the mic, I had nothing to say.
0: Okay. (laughs) Don't pick up the mic. Just kidding. All right, so you have your questions ready. Who's got one? I'm going to go here. Definitely going to go to Kat. I missed you last time. So, can you come on up and tell us your name? And just a best practice for asking questions. Just ask it once, and that's it, and that's it. Cool. Carolyn Riley.
4: Uh, I'm just wondering if you guys can tell us what other festivals, probably like at the submission level, that you guys are kind of watching pretty regularly, that is worth our time to try to invest in.
3: You mean what festivals? Like that you think we industry recommend. are
4: attending and watching? Yeah, so that we can because there's so many right now. Just which ones do you think are priority in terms uh, of the comics? F- getting for seen? me,
3: I get a lot out of Big Sky in Billings. Um, I think it's a fantastic fest, and uh, probably a Laughing Skull. Those that's probably the top two for me.
4: Yeah. You said you're
0: going to 13 this year.
4: Yeah, uh, this is the third from the last for me. So three more. Um, I went to Portland Queer Comedy Festival this year. I actually told Meg. You no, know, oh, you don't remember Meg. I told Nigel. Remember Nigel? Okay, I told Nigel. I told my executive producers, and they were like, oh, that's interesting. So maybe even just uh, try to find unique, different. I mean, I know this 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 is not the Portland Queer Comedy Festival crowd. I get it. You know, there are a lot of transgenders, and, and that's not this scene. But maybe find a comedy festival that's unique to you. You know, try to get into that. Um, you know, I I've only seen a couple, maybe one. You know, Indian, Arab middle eastern background. You know, there are great Indian, Middle Eastern, Persian comedy festivals. I went to one already this year in LA. Um but um Big all, Sky all
2: produced by Jews though.
4: Most likely. I didn't say religious. I just said cultural background. Um but no, but I agree with I agree with um I'm tired, man. Uh Charlie, Jesus Christ. Um I agree with Charlie, Big okay, Sky. I'm we, it's been a long week um, but I do agree with him Big Sky is won last year I actually got three I booked three from that, show, uh, from that festival um, laughing, laughing Skull I, def- I haven't been there yet but I reach out to every single comedian they have the lineup on the website um, yeah that's, that's about it I'm also going to Snow Jam Comedy Festival in the end of January in South Dakota if anybody wants to join up for that one
6: uh, th- there's so many here in the States, it's kind of hard to pick. However, um, I've picked a few of Hillary's because the way they're run, they're fantastic. Wow. Um, there is a doc, it's available on Facebook, I can't remember the exact group, and it lists all the festivals in the United States and Canada, and it's an open doc, so those can be updated all the time.
0: Great. All right, next question. Go ahead and tell, go ahead and tell us your name and, and your question. Cat Alvarado. So with uh, a show like AGT, it's hard to know when one is ready to submit, because it could it be too soon, and you don't want to you know, jump in, and then you get a li- You if you're lucky to get on, you eliminate it right away versus mm-hmm. going all the way, and how do you know when you're ready to try to do that, and what's the best
4: time to do that? Ooh. So, I was going to pull up my notes, but it's okay, I'll I'll go without my notes. Um, So the best time to audition or submit to somebody like myself, there are five people in my office who cast for the show, um, like the main ones, and then we hire a couple people every year. Um, but uh, the best time to get your information to us is before any holiday, so that means before Halloween, because as soon as Halloween comes, Thanksgiving comes, Christmas New Year's, now we're back in the office, we're done with the Los Angeles auditions, and now we're filming the show it's really hard to get my producers attention during those times everyone's taking breaks, everyone's out of the office, in and out, we're also traveling to other cities, doing in-person auditions, so when I want to be like oh my god, I found this great comedian, and now my producers aren't in my room, they're out in Cleveland or New York, I have to just send an email and I'll tell you 75% of the time, they're like, yeah, just book them for an audition whatever." Like, They're not invested.
6: Can I, can I yes, build please. on that for a split second? Yeah, I, I figured
4: you were asking about when you
7: feel like you're ready in your career.
4: Oh, not timing-wise. Okay, sorry. Uh, sorry. That's what I was going to say. Um, okay, so for me personally, I don't want to have to babysit someone through this whole thing. I definitely need someone who knows their jokes. They need to have a really good ten, ten to twenty minutes that I can, of clean TV producible comedy that I'm able to pick and choose from. Um, you know, I don't. I we've had people who've been doing comedy for one or two years on our show. Uh, I definitely think it's it comes down to you know having the material that's. TV appropriate, that doesn't have branding in it, you know. Just know if we put it on our show, we have to go to the brand and make sure it's okay with that brand. Vicky Barbalak did a Denny's joke, you know, Denny's Grand Slam, of course Denny's had to approve that, you know. So just think about those things. You know, if you're auditioning for a show like ours, you can't be talking about current events. It's not gonna be good for six months. So when you're auditioning, you have to have jokes that are universal, that are relatable, that can go now in during fall, winter summer, you know, things like that. Um, but I think it's somebody who, at the end of the day, has really been able to develop good TV stage presence. Um, somebody who really owns the stage. Somebody like Jackie. Somebody like a preacher. Somebody, even people like Ryan, you know, when you walk out on that stage, you're owning that stage. I look for that. Somebody who's comfortable on the stage. They're not going through a script like, okay, that, I gotta do that joke. Okay, I got it. There's, there's nothing. It just comes off so comfortably. Um, so that's one of the biggest things I look for. And I think, oh, okay, you're ready. If I have to look through your stuff, you're like, oh, can you break down my comedy? I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. I wanna do that because then you're getting better to audition maybe for next year. That's great. But I'm definitely looking for somebody who's like, oh, here's my tight two minutes. It's already ready. I'm definitely looking for
6: somebody like that.
0: Susan, and then- we'll I
6: was to gonna say, one. if you're asking- you already answered your own question. Uh, If you're asking if you're ready, I tell people, I'm like, have confidence in what you have already. Um, Everybody here progresses at a different rate. Rick was mentioning this yesterday. There's no set formula for any of this. Um, If it's something that you are, you're just like, I can do this. You are going to use that, like AGT, I think I said it at NoHo, use any type of social media or attention to your advantage. If you go on AGT, and you get eliminated you just got the publicity and the exposure that is just as good as winning or losing and we seem to assume that if somebody gets kicked off a show and they failed that's a bad thing you do not progress without failure don't be afraid to apply for stuff wait for the feedback that comes back from those people and you might be like okay maybe i need to reformulate something or i wasn't quite ready what's she laughing at
0: i'm just laughing at her All right. (laughs) I'm like, what is
6: going on here?
0: All right, thank you so much. Really good stuff. We're gonna keep moving. I wanna get through as many questions as I can, so if you've got an answer, let's have it. If you wanna weigh in on it, that's fine. We're gonna keep going. Here, tell us your name and your question.
7: Hey, Brian Yang. Oh, sorry, Brian Yang comic (laughs) out of New York City. Thank you guys for watching our sets and being here. Uh, It's great to meet you guys when we're here and like rub elbows and get to know the faces behind the names that we see, but I think like a week or so after we leave the festival,
2: while uh, the connection might feel like a little lost or fuzzy, is there a best practice for us to reach out or do you guys prefer to reach out to the people that you saw something in while you were here?
7: I follow up with everyone I've ever met, ever. I send an email, every, every, even auditions, comedy clubs, uh, anything TV related, I always send an email. I, I dig, I ask for a business card everywhere I go. I ask for if they're comfortable with it. Do you mind giving me, what, what do you want to give me? You want to give me a cell, your email, you tell me what you're comfortable giving me. And I follow up with everyone I've ever met my whole career with an email saying, it was great to meet you, congrats on your daughters, graduating from high school, attach some personality or personal into it. But you got to get good at the follow-up because they notice that, oh, wow, she's for, she's for real. It wasn't just a fling for the weekend. And she knows how to follow up with a professional. It was nice to meet you. If you ever are looking for, here's my stuff with your stuff in the email. Not just that, nice to meet you, bye-bye. Your email with, here, here's a link to my last show at this so-and-so. So follow up immediately and get their information when you meet them.
2: And I was just gonna say, remind us where we've met too, because we meet yeah. so many. So be specific. We in met at Flagstaff. You saw me in the green room. You told me to email you. Here's my information. Let's do some work.
5: Nice. So, I would just say, uh, you know, find out how and how often each individual that you're you're contacting wants to be contacted.
4: Each person's uh, different.
5: Yeah, there's some guy that man, he, and he's like a headliner. He's been around. He emails me like three times a week. I'm like dude this is spam i'm not interested at all now you know so find out uh what the particular booker wants and and we i think we i don't know if it was this panel or another one we talked about don't take it personally if you don't hear a response like if i don't want you to email me i'll tell you hey this isn't going to happen but it's good to stay in my brain but don't don't get hung up if you don't necessarily get a response back it's not personal it's just you know
7: and sometimes in the subject line they'll see it like in their scamming throughout their their workday they'll I'll put, I'll put it in the subject line Jackie fabulous from uh, whatever south by southwest thank you and they'll see see that and be like, oh okay and they'll be like I'll look at it whatever. but I got the message yeah. i see what her heart meant so yeah. the subject line should say what you what the hell you're emailing them about
4: when you're reaching out to somebody in like television especially just understand like sometimes we work on multiple shows um, i'm I personally cast, even for AGT, even when I'm not working at AGT. Um, this past summer, I worked on a hair show, which I work, I reached even out to Jackie for that. She can look back in her Instagram. <laughs> I was like, hey, do you know anybody who needs hair, like, show wants to be on a hair show? Um, and then also, I worked on a, um, like, a dance show and stuff, and I'd have people, like, sending me stuff, and I'm thinking they're applying to the show I'm currently on, and they didn't put in their subject, like... Um, Jackie Fabulous, Los Angeles, AGT, met at Big Pine Comedy Festival, something like that. I know who you are, where you're from, how we met, and what you need, something like that, You know, just right there in the subject. That definitely helps me, just like she said, when I'm going through this and scanning, I'm, oh, I'm working on AGT, I'm not working on that dance show, I'm pulling all my AGT. When I wasn't working at AGT, and I was getting those emails, I was just taking them and putting them into a folder. I wasn't even reading them, but then I opened that folder four months later. that's one thing and but when you're applying to shows like mine you shouldn't be waiting three or four months or even over a month to reach back out because i might have been like oh man oh yeah i totally want to show you just slip my mind and if you don't remind me sometimes i might have already cast the show so with television i if you're working with a producer or casting every 30 days at minimum
0: all right thank you so much next question tell us your name first
4: Pedro Gonzalez,
3: I live in New York. Um, in terms of getting booked hey, By club, the
2: way, I didn't know he was here when I was complimenting him <laughs> earlier, all right?
3: I, I was putting money in the, in the meeting. Oh, good, then you, I retracted, all right. Thank you. Um, so uh, getting booked in clubs is hard for us, right? We send a lot of emails, we get a lot of rejections. Uh, no, we get ignored a lot. Um, in terms of getting, increasing the rate of response, is it better for us to reach out to you guys directly or through reps?
7: You're so funny, by the way. Thank you. I saw you last night. (laughs) Yes, you were very
2: funny last night, Pedro. So here is something that um, a lot of you guys are up against uh, in clubs such as ours that do a lot of booking with some of the major agencies out there. As you guys are all aware of, there's five big dogs out there between the CAAs of the world, the ICMs and the UTAs and often for a club like ours to be able to acquire a specific act from a set agency that agency will often railroad us into all right we'll give you that person but you need to now book this person this person and this person so i'm sure you can imagine over many years in comedy we've developed length long-time relationships with these agencies and when you figure you're going to give five or six or seven dates a year to this agency and now you start multiplying that by four and five now it's already 40 weeks of work that are pretty much chewed up, making it very difficult often for independents to get into a lot of the A rooms in North America. Um, so, I mean, look, it's a fine line between harassing someone, as, we've all, as Tom was alluding to earlier, and keeping us on your mind. I mean, Pedro, like I said, you weren't even on my radar until see, uh, seeing you at this festival, but now that I've seen you, I'm the type of guy that's going to be following you and watching you. So. Um, yeah, I wish I could tell you all, because I'm a comic first, and so is Tom. Anyone that started in comedy that owns clubs, believe me, we all think of ourselves as comics first, and we feel for you guys, because I was the same as you guys, sending out the emails, hoping to God I'd get the booking, but it is a grind, and now there's even more comics performing than there was in the day when I started doing comedy. You were sending out VHS. I right? was, you damn right I was. <laughs> And I was sending them to Ron Reed because he was the (laughs) godfather of Seattle comedy. So if you wanted to work in the Pacific Northwest 20 years ago, you had to know this son of a bitch or you were fucked. I mean, this was the guy. Um, so, doing this stuff, here, again, going back to the festival networking meeting, yeah, definitely send me an email saying it was a great meeting and what have you, but um, yeah, look, everyone's going to have a different answer on how much they like being bugged, but I will say, when you bug us, make sure, you know, captivate us, let me know, hey, just want to let you know I'm writing, we've talked, we've spoken before, but I have a special coming out, thought you'd like to be aware of, it. it's airing on such and such a date, here's the link again, don't make it dead, but yeah, look, we want to follow you, it's just, you, I'm sure you can appreciate we do get inundated with so many requests to book comics, and we'd love to give everyone a chance, but it's just not the math. It's, that's the, the sad, hard truth.
1: I just want to go back one second, Pedro, because I think you were asking about if you have representation, <laughs> oh, would that be the better person to contact us? I'm just going to sort. Of, we've circled around back to that, and I think that anybody on this panel would say that we honor all. Um, uh, representation or re- relationships with agents and managers in our particular case we're an agency, so we deal only with managers, but we will absolutely people we have people that have no management that reach out to us and we respond to them and if they have managers, we honor that relationship and work with managers so I hope that helps
4: so one thing i 've seen with casting with man- like working with a manager or an agent um, and one in particular, I'm not gonna name anybody, but one in particular, I reached out to this one female comedian. I thought she was the best thing since sliced bread, you know, got her on the phone. We actually were on the phone for 45 minutes. I learned everything about her. I was like, oh, she's great. She's exactly what AGT needs. She's like, okay, we'll email my manager. I was like, or agent or whatever. I was like, okay, great, no problem. I emailed her and I CC'd her client, the woman I was just talking to. I made sure to have her client on that email. Within two minutes, the manager emailed me back and said, "Oh no, we're not interested right now." And she didn't include her client on that email. So that's my personal opinion about managers and agents. Yeah, make sure they yeah. don't suck.
1: That's yeah, I, I
3: I feel the same <laughs> way. If you're you know if you want to do it do it yourself, don't rely on anyone else to do it for you. It, uh, this, often they'll have weird agendas that just kind of don't involve you. Yeah. Um, right. So, you know, it's, if you're asking if it's better, absolutely better to reach out yourself. Yeah. If you're asking, you know, if, the, if you're saying that you've done that a couple of times and would like to follow up but feel weird about doing it yourself, I, I don't know. <laughs>
5: I, I would I'd say I, both, I mean, depends, why not? No, it yeah, depends
7: ab- on how much you want it. Like, if you yeah. really, like, I have a foggy thing where I, I'm cool with people, but then I, I have a, an agent, and I love the prestige of being like, no, nah, I'll have my people call you. <laughs> But if you really want it, like my example is this week at the Comedy Cellar, the new show on Comedy Central, I had signed with Artists First, which is a big company, a year ago. And the very young manager who was my manager, he got fired from the company. I don't know why, but I would say it's because I asked him, I was like, this new show on Comedy Central, I'm a newly passed comic at the Comedy Cellar in New York, I want to do the show. He immediately emailed me back and said, they've already casted for the whole year, maybe next, um, next season. And then I got an email from Comedy Central right after he said to me that, and they were like, we want you to come in and do the show. So he lied because he probably didn't want to bother. I'm not a celebrity. So, but there's no really there's no black and white answer. It depends on how much you want. I want to be on TV all the time. So when it's a TV job, I'm going to have my manager call, agent, I'm going to follow up, and if I know them, I'm going to email them and call them also. So you got to decide what job you want really bad and how big of a pain in the ass to be.
5: I would say. In my personal experience, it's it's way better to contact me directly without an agent. I haven't had the best luck with agents, and again, just with myself, they've lost more gigs for clients than they've gotten with me. That's
2: absolutely oh, wow. true. Yeah, true? <laughs> and
5: I've many, times. I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I went to Los Angeles, I'm hanging out at the comedy store, I run into someone, and you know, oh, I'd love to have you sometime, and they're like, yeah, I wanna do your club, I heard about your club, it's great. I, I talked to your agent, they shot me down. They have no idea about it. So I'm sure, not all agents, I'm sure some are very wonderful. Yeah. But my experience, I would much rather have you contact me directly than, than an agent. I, I, just to Tom's point further
2: to that, if you do end up with representation and you do get an agent, not that that's bad either, but um, make sure they are telling you about every offer that you're getting. I, I will tell you right now, i have offered bobby lee so many dates that he never even knew he was off and we're friends i had to call him personally i'm like dude why are you not accepting any of these dates he was never told about the dates all right so hold your agent and your management responsible
5: sometimes it's kind of like if you're going to buy a car would you listen to your friend who happened to own the same car or the car salesman you're like what are they gonna say they're gonna pitch you on that car it's the greatest thing ever so it's it's that's been my experience with agents
4: just just do your due diligence on your end at the end of the day. If you have a manager or agent, they're doing stuff, just follow up. Make sure, you know, do your own personal research and homework as well. And if you want to apply to something, just tell them. They're working for you at the end of the day. Just remember that.
0: Charlie, you look, you're very expressive about
2: this. I wanna
3: hear. I, I mean, you know, I, I was gonna say exactly what you said, that I've had more agents ruin things for clients than, than actually make things happen. And I've talked to plenty of comedians and they're shocked to hear what, you know, their representation has done on their behalf. I mean, you know, we, uh, uh, we shot a couple of Showtime specials a few years ago and we offered a host um, a very large amount of money and uh, six months later, when she heard about it, she was, well, she fired her agent.
0: Nice. Susan?
6: Uh, I think we've just answered the question. There, there are some agents that aren't great and there's others that are very, very good. Um, I was an actor for a long time, so of course I had an agent. And you need to be in touch with that agent if you do have one. Um, create a, a good, it's also a working relationship, so sometimes they think they're working in your best interest and it hasn't been communicated that you're like, no, no, I want all offers, and they're going, oh, no, I'm only going for the big ones. Um, So work with your agent if you have one, and keep in mind, um, you have to pay those people. (laughs) I've had some people, they go and book their own stuff, and we're going, look like you work with an agency, and then all of a sudden, I've tried to reach out to somebody, and they're like, oh, we just talked to your client 15 minutes ago. Then why did you hire us in the first place? Pedro,
2: have you met with anybody? Who's, who manages you uh,
3: ethan stern he's Kay. great yeah so in that case
2: so in that case keep bugging ethan to find you a fucking agent
4: yeah. e- ethan's ah. already sent me your name before <laughs> <laughs> thank
5: you thank you
2: that no, right. you're very very funny man i really enjoyed watching you congratulations yeah.
0: Love it. all right we're gonna uh, take our last question uh from you what's your name
5: uh, andre mulligan from uh, louisville kentucky but live in la uh, being comics, uh, how often do y'all want us to put footage up? Because a lot of us do want to protect our things. So how often would you like us to kind of put it up? Because I'm pretty sure y'all go off hits and views on the page. Well,
3: I don't know about that. Okay. I, I, I don't know anyone who does that. Maybe they do. But, Only um, if you're on
4: Drybar. bar. That's like, and you have 100 million views uh, c- compared to somebody who has yeah. 50, but that's like the only time I'll, like.
2: But you about. guys also all know that's something that's changing right now. I, in 100%. Canada, where we live, they're experimenting right now where they're no longer showing how many views videos are getting. They're yeah. trying yeah. to decrease yeah. the power of the influencer. So it might be something that you start seeing real soon. So now it's going to be about producing good content because you're not going to know how many fucking eyeballs are on it.
3: Okay, but. To, to, to answer your question, um, I think it's very important to keep um, your best stuff up. Anything that's two or three years old, if I see a clip that's three or two, three, four years old, if you're six, seven years in, that you're an entirely different comedian, you know. So take down anything you're not super proud of and, uh, you know, make it easy to find something pretty current and way strong, um, you know, edits are suspicious. So, I you know, I'd, I'd keep an unedited set up there. Uh, but yeah, keep it current and keep it strong and get rid of everything you're not into. Because we'll look around, I mean, I'll look around f- at, at, at everything I can find. Um, you know, and if you're just mediocre someplace, that's not gonna help you.
5: I would say um, there's there's a lot of stuff I won't, you know, believe the point here. There's a lot of stuff you can read about. What is a good video to submit? Um, you know, th- these videos that take you a minute to start your job, I'm not gonna sit there through a minute, you know what I mean? So just you know, a good, tight video of you doing well. A bad video it plays more into it than a good video. I, I assume that you're gonna send me what you think is one of your best performances, and when I get a video of an obviously not a good performance, I'm like, that's, that's, that's your best foot forward, really? That's, you know, how good you can you possibly be if that's what you think is the best video? So a good video, but, but tight. Uh, get right to the point, because I'm not gonna watch more than a couple minutes. I'm just not gonna do it.
1: We, um, my customers have a pet peeve about submission videos that have the MC introducing you yes. yeah. uh, on them. So don't do that. No. I know it seems like it bookends it correctly, but don't do a- unless it.
2: Unless the MC's is Johnny Carson, then that's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, the right. would.
1: There are, there are some exceptions. <laughs> you know, just just have, it, have it be you uh, him, standing in front of the microphone doing your first joke. Really? That's new. Yeah, you. That. you
7: don't want the MC in the video? No. 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 Ever.
1: No.
5: no.
7: What if they're nice and they bring me up with such enthusiasm? No, no. exactly.
5: That's. You what just yeah. wasted yeah. 20 yeah. seconds of my life. Maybe I'll hire them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, no, just, also, <laughs> do not have the first thing you say be "How's everybody doing today?" Yeah, that sucks. Jesus, how short does this video gotta be? <laughs> <laughs> Take two minutes. One Come minute. on, Jackie, You know this. Yeah. The or w- give it up for the troops. No, uh, just uh.
4: Yeah. One thing I tell people all the time is um, you should be recording your set every single time you're on the stage that doesn't mean a voice memo recording that means an actual recording and uh, then go home and upload it on youtube as an unlisted youtube link that means you're the only one who gets to see it unless you share that link with somebody now if i reach out to you and i'm like oh my god i need this asap you have all these things to pick from it's already there you can just send me the link And it's unlisted, which means, again, I'm the only one who can see it. But I just tell people, you should be recording every night. You don't know when that joke is gonna kill. You don't know when that audience is gonna be the best audience. You don't know when that audio is gonna be the best audio. You don't know when the lighting is gonna be the greatest. And if you're doing that, you should be dressed to impress. That does not necessarily mean with a suit jacket on or a gorgeous dress. That means stage TV presentable.
7: From a a reputable place. Like, the video shouldn't be, in my opinion, from Jose's Rip Shack. It needs no. to be from a reputable club or venue that the whole world knows, oh, he's there. He must not be in a, a hack. You know, good <laughs> videos from, from reputable places so they know that you're a pro.
0: Good stuff. Thank you so much, and I love that. That's a very actionable item that we can take and put on our to-do list. Mm. Did you have a follow-up question? Come quick. here. Sorry. you got to get in the mic. This will be our last question.
2: Uh, Eric Helwig, Los Hi. Angeles. Uh, so, because I've had people tell me the opposite, that like if you put up a tape at like Gotham or Comedy Cellar, people are like, that's a bringer. They don't like it. So do, do other people feel the same way? That, I've like, heard
7: that about the Ice House. They don't want to see it because the Ice House is a, a considerable easy. easy place to kill. Yes. Oh, I've but I don't, I send them, I've had the luxury of being able to send a video from the Comedy and Magic Club, and that's a big club to be at. But that's all I got. I mean, if you're performing all the time at the big spots, what else you got? You can, I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer that.
5: Yeah, I I wouldn't have a problem. I I wouldn't even mind if it's from the Jose's Rib check Uh, I'm not I'm less concerned about that. I can, you know, it, it's 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 yeah. tough to capture a great video on the right night. I understand all that. So as long as I see that, oh, you're you're funny. You're entertaining the crowd. You know, I'm okay with that. My biggest pet peeve, like we talked about, is just five minutes of your intro and you ask in the crowd i don't want to see all that but yeah. as long as it's a halfway decent video i don't i don't really care where it's at but yeah i, I mean seeing you on gotham or something uh, yeah it could be a bringer show but you know maybe it's not maybe you're a regular that i don't know but I'm less concerned about where it's at.
2: Also, I'll add, I mean, you're talking about people here that watch comedy all the time. We don't need – we're not going to be tricked by the location. We're not going to be tricked by the quality of it. Uh, It could be a shit audience or no audience. We're going to be able to tell by listening to your material if we think you have what it takes to be booked in our clubs, our festivals, our TV shows.
4: I mean, I booked someone from Hooters and had a tape from Hooters, for God's sake, and he got on our show. So That's it a hard show. I did that show at Hooters. It's a hard show to it, do. You, oh, you know Stephen Holman? I did Hooters yeah, yeah, yeah. They're over at uh, Dave & Buster's now. I know? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Another> 5 <laughs> Yeah, but at the end of the day, I really don't care where it is as long as the audio and the video looks good and there's a crowd reaction. I need to hear the audience laughing. That's, like, the biggest thing. You Make know, sure it, the audience is mic'd. The...
3: This is something I talked about in the last panel, and to kind of piggyback on that, um, as far as I'm concerned, good audio is so much more important than good video. You know, I mean, first of all, no, one, no, you all watch videos. You're not sitting there like a dope staring at the at the screen the whole time. You know, you're going to kind of if you give if you give anyone a chance to if they if you have to strain at all to pick out the muddy sound, you you've lost them. You know, because no one's going to. Just be sitting there eyes glued to your set that's just not the way exactly it goes you know you press play and then you all we all immediately look at our keyboard or anything you know anything else you're you're listening but it just it just uh it's just anything you any anything you include on the tape that makes it easy for someone to check out uh you want to just minimize that as much as you can
4: like a lot of crowd work. If I'm watching a tape and there's just so much crowd work and wow. someone's talking to someone who's drinking and having a little, I'm like, forward, 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 I'm out.
3: Well, I mean, crowd so, work's a bad idea to yeah, include Yeah,
4: in I get a lot of
5: that. On your tape. Tom, did you have something? I would second that. Don't, okay. don't send me a crowd, crowd work tape. Don't do it. Awesome.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for being here. Let's give a round of applause for our panel. And huge thanks to Big Pine Comedy Festival. They've given us multiple panels with these great folks. So thank you so much for all those opportunities. And you guys. At six o'clock at Blends, there's an open mic. Why not get some extra time there? And then we'll see you back here tonight for Jamie Kennedy. And then the Best of Fest, all that fun stuff is happening here at the Orvium. So we'll see you later tonight. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.